I don't know much about Cosmos, but I've heard it talked about a lot. Um, so I was just hoping to learn some more. Yeah, I'm trying to sort out a lot of these projects right now. I mean, the more I've researched this stuff, it's just, I don't know like what is reputable and what's not. Um, you know, I, I keep thinking I know something, and then I'm like, wait, I don't know anything. So, I mean, Cosmos sounds cool. Um, I heard a guy uh, on a podcast doing an interview, or he, one of the founders was on, and he sounded intelligent. Um, sounds like a good project, but I don't know how to rate these, these blockchains, you know? Yeah. There's so many. Um, that's what made me hesitant to really be excited just because you read the information on them and it doesn't like a lot of buzzwords and you don't really know if it's real, but it seems to be quite real and quite innovative because of what's going on lately. Um, there's a really great report that I saw was just put out like four days ago. I'll put it out on my Twitter profile. Basically, the title was Cosmos Has Arrived. And the authors do a really great job of explaining what's unique about the Cosmos ecosystem and kind of highlighting the inflection point that is taking place right now. So I'm going to find that and I'm going to put it out on the Twitter page now as we talk. But I thought what was really interesting about that was just there's just been this huge buildup of development for the past like several years. And finally what you have right now is stuff going live, projects and developers who had been kind of on the sidelines or maybe building in Cosmos, now starting to go live with some of these features that have been considered high risk features of the ecosystem, but high utility, like the uh, what we call IBC. So I don't remember what it stands for, inter-blockchain communication, I think. But basically, Connectivity, that's right. I think that's right. So, I mean, that's yeah, going that live for a bunch of projects right now. I think the first couple of projects took that feature live this year. And that has always been, I think, the main value add or the like, one of the main features that has been long promised and finally getting delivered upon is essentially what I'm trying to say. So, it, I guess in my opinion, there's like three things I think about is like, what when I'm thinking outside of like Ethereum or something that's already widely adopted is like, what, what is unique about this project? Um, that like, cause people aren't going to switch over to anything else unless there's something unique that offers something new. Like Solana has these high speed transactions and it almost seems like it's going to be like used mostly for high frequency trading. That kind of seems what's most popularly tailored towards right now. And then like, just these different chains, like what is kind of going to be like something that they can offer that something that exists doesn't already. Um, and then also, so I was going to say one other metric I think about, because obviously to me, these market caps don't mean anything in these tokens, but, um, is like how many developers do you have on that ecosystem and then how many people are using it? So, um, what's the activity on both sides? I can't really speak on that, but the one thing I can speak on is 
what really got me interested in Cosmos is like I had a bunch of old like ZRX and Omis Go and other coins that I had to get off my ledger a while ago and like trading those on like ERC20 tokens, the fees were just unbelievable. And I swapped them into Adam on like the Kepler wallet, which is really great, uh, you know, for Cosmos and some of those other like coins, but I didn't have, so like on some of these sites, you have to have like the prerequisite coin, like their, you know, sites coin to be able to trade for the fees. And on Cosmos, like there's like a $0 fee option and it still goes through in like seven to 10 seconds, which really kind of got me in the door because on some of those other ones, like I remember one or two projects where like Dylan or another buddy had to send me some for like cash right off the rip so that I could start like transacting and getting my feet wet, like Dylan mentioned earlier. And on Cosmos, you're really able to just kind of, uh, you know, for very, very, very low fees, just kind of trade around and learn with low initial dollar amounts, which is yeah. at least key for me because I don't have a lot of, like I don't have, you know, tens of thousands of dollars I'm messing around with. But um, yeah, it's a, I don't know, it was easy. Yeah, that's what's really great. I think about it is like, I used to get asked, well, how do I get started in DeFi? Because Ethereum is too expensive. And my reaction was usually pancake swap or, or Binance Smart Chain. Just play with it, learn how it works, and you'll start to see why this is super interesting. The issue there is the project quality on that ecosystem I don't think is, is super great. There's cool things going on, but I was at this morning, I went on a, another guy's show, um, you're good, John, and he asked me that question and I was like, well, actually, I think if I were to give advice, it would be for someone who's new to learn DeFi would be Cosmos, just because you can buy it on Coinbase and send it to your wallet directly and then you can get started right away and the fees are just as low as any other low fee chain to do the interactions of smart contracts. but What's great about it is the project quality is actually really, really good too. Like the teams that's, that are building on this and some of the projects is super interesting and, and really innovative. So you have a perfect storm. I sent you, Mike, a report that goes over a bunch of this stuff. And you'll see that there's a bunch of upcoming catalysts with different things launching on the chain. But then there's also a bunch of charts. So you asked about like, uh, developer mind share and activity on the chain itself so in these different charts there's transaction counts um validator fees and things that are going on so you can kind of see some of that activity in that report and it looks like it's actually uh there's a paywall so it's a it's a delphi digital report um i could put a link to it but it's a, there's a paywall behind it, so you have to have a, a PDF of it. But yeah, I think there's just a lot of really interesting things going on right now, mainly with, I mean, the innovation on the DeFi side isn't too new, but there's opportunity just because it is new for the Cosmos ecosystem to have these DeFi tools like Osmosis and Secret Swap is relatively new. Um, but the real the real key innovation here is the proof of stake mechanism 
Endermint. That's been the longstanding point of attraction. And what's coming online now this, this year is products are launching the IBC feature, the IBC feature set that allows you to connect to different chains and send tokens, basically bridging tokens from one thing to the next. Now, what's important to, to understand is having a proof of stake mechanism that with the SDK, the Cosmos SDK, people can kind of copy and lean on the security of of all those different blocks of the different blockchains. What I mean to say is the projects that run on Cosmos can benefit from a central chain, the Cosmos chain, sort of like how Ethereum, like ERC20s depend on the Ethereum chain. Um, you can have a similar set. It's a little different though. I don't have the best way of explaining it, but uh, our other friend would be better at explaining it, but I don't think he's going to make it today. What but, what wallet? So one of the first steps you said is you buy some Atom token on like Coinbase or something. What what kind of wallet do you have to transfer it to? Because um, I mean I've got like a million wallets at this point. Like, can you transfer it to like any wallet or Kepler? So there's a, there's a couple, but the Kepler wallet's really great. It's a Chrome extension right now. You have to basically have it on a, a Chrome browser. I don't know if they have a mobile app or not yet, but you can stake it right from the Kepler wallet, which is super easy. Yeah, and like what I did is I got the Kepler wallet and just bought it from Coinbase Pro and sent it over here. And then you just kind of deposit it on whatever site you'd like. So like for an example, just because I have it open osmosis, and you just, it's like, super simple you click your wallet address and then you know in the assets portion deposit it like you would in any other uh website and you're kind of kind of ready to go after that and like i said you don't at least today like even the low fee and the regular fee were both zero dollars and zero cents so that was impressive yeah osmosis is right now so it's a DeFi, kind of like Uniswap, but it's just for the Cosmos ecosystem. And they're waiving a lot of fees, so you can actually get started without paying gas fees, which is super dope. Um, I wanted to highlight so a couple of catalysts for this ecosystem. One, as we mentioned, the IBC, but another one that's really unique and coming soon. Well, I don't know if they've announced the date, but the idea of shared staking which you could essentially have, I think the concept is you kind of stake in one chain, but there's ways to residually benefit and bootstrap other chains from the staking of, of that. So it's a unique wild card of value for Atom as an underlying token. It's a little different than how Ethereum accrues value from ERC20 usage, but ultimately it's, it's a contender for, for the next really important layer one, I would say. So it's really the crazy part I would say about Osmo. So the underlying token for osmosis and a bunch of other hundreds of millions of dollars of market cap across these other apps, these other tokens um, that run in the Cosmos world. A lot of these aren't even listed on central ex centralized exchanges, yet they're already achieving 
stellar market caps. So to me, it's really wild to see some of these coins having market caps. I think Osmosis is already a unicorn. It's already got a billion dollar plus market cap and it's not even listed anywhere. Literally, I don't even think you can chart it really. Um, I think the only way you can buy Osmo is through the Kepler wallet, <laughs> which is wild, man. It's it's really cool, but it's really wild too. Yeah, it is. I use Blockfolio to you know track crypto throughout the day while I'm at work and I can't get anything on Osmo. Yeah. So for me, I mean, it's it's a little catch twenty two ish where I want to be getting in when the market cap is a little lower, but you know, to achieve some better upside potential. But at the same time, if if Osmosis can achieve that without a centralized listing, this is really what I what I feel it's one of the first projects that's accruing significant value from pure DeFi, pure decentralized trading. Um, because you can't just go buy it. You can't buy it anywhere other than other than the, the DEX. And when they launch the Gravity Bridge, so Cosmos is going to be launching a bridge to Ethereum, there's already one or two things you can use to get from Ethereum into Cosmos. But it's not as airtight as what you use in the Kepler wallet. So I don't know when the launch date is. I think they're trying to get it out by the end of the year. But when that does go live and you start to get a ton of liquidity availability from Ethereum, I mean, if you could just bridge Ethereum right in here, the idea is there's all that liquidity out there on Uniswap, on SushiSwap, all the other projects and places on the Ethereum ecosystem. The theory is a lot of that might flow into places like Osmosis, um, and other DEXs that are, are going to run on Cosmos. So there's this huge inflection point. I don't know how much of that's getting priced in, but you see it you see it in the price of the coin itself. I would say that's probably why a lot of this run is taking place. That and then the, the Luna um, changes that are going on with that world, the Terra ecosystem. Charlie, if you uh, feel free to queue up if you wish to chat. We're just kind of shooting the breeze here. Wanted to make sure we kept our Sunday streak going. And if anyone wants to read that research report, just send me a message on Twitter. I'll, I'll send you a link to it directly to the PDF. And I post it on a Discord later. Probably should. Yeah, that would be nice. Mike, did you have a chance to? So I saw you were moving around your LP on Secret Swap. Yeah, so I think, I don't know. I think I saw it first today. I'm not sure, but like I saw it and kind of freaked out that I was able to like get in for the first time. And I went in and didn't really read much, but went to like the two or three pools I was in and just kind of withdrew everything and turned it, you know, back into secret because I think secret was up like 22% over the last two days or something like that. But I wanted to get into that 
while they figured everything out. And then you sent that, you know, screenshot or whatever that I think it said, if you're providing, like, if you continue to provide liquidity throughout this period, it'll be like a big reward. And just the verbiage that they used in that makes me think that since I withdrew, like I already, you know, re-pooled it into like secret and USDT, but I don't, like, I can't, you know, re-enter into the pool right now because they're still figuring shit out. So I think I kind of shot myself in the foot there. Well, yeah, I saw a lot of people in the same boat talking about that in the Discord and the Telegram rooms, but they, mm-hmm. they I don't know what they're going to do. I have to assume they're going to bless anybody who had LP at the time of the thing. Like, right? I don't. At least the rewards that. You know what I mean? But that's the thing. Do they actually, like, how could they track? Can they go back and grab that information at this point? Yeah, I think so. They should be able to. I mean, the the text of the update says anyone who continues to provide liquidity or add liquidity in this time of trial will be eligible for this airdrop. So it's interesting because I, I don't think you can add it, right? I don't think you can add liquidity right now. No, you can't. Because I'm, I'm waiting on the sideline. If you, if you add liquidity in a time of trial, we're we're going to help with this airdrop. So it's it's a little weird. I don't think they've completely figured out the remediation. But I have to think if you if you had some locked in, I don't know exactly what they're going to do. But it's it's a little crazy, man. I mean, there's this huge conference in New York City, the Mainnet conference. That the Mazari is putting on, and I know that they're there. They're mm-hmm. making a big deal out of the presence there for Supertinas. So it's kind of like shit. Like you just got out of this near death experience, and um, everyone's <laughs> going to be asking you about that. So I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's got to. I know that they have, like, they're, you know, they're saying that they have something big up their sleeve, or at least that's what I've gotten from, you know, their Twitter and all their different sources of media over the last couple of days. But I don't know. I mean, how long has it been now? It's been four or five days at least. And what bothers me is like the bridge is still down when like, wasn't it a problem with one of the liquidity pools that put all the other pools at risk? So like, what's the bridge? You know what I mean? Like, why are they stopping that access point? Yeah. Yeah, it's a little bit troubling. Hopefully, it, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure they just—I'm sure they just shut the door for the time being on everything, so they could just double check it all. But um, yeah, I just—that's the first time I went to the bridge site, and I just noticed that. So it's just a little, a little odd. I feel like they're just being super cautious and safe, but I agree. Which I respect. Totally, you—you you hope so, but it is troubling that the bridges are closed and there's no real functionality here other than swapping for secret denominated bridge tokens. Right. You can't do anything else with it. You can't. At least for right. the time being. So it's a troubling thing. I'm surprised that the token hasn't gotten hit harder, honestly. 
I mean, it's been, let me, let me check, but I'm pretty sure over three days, it's probably up 20, 25%, which is. It's done pretty well. Odd. It's bounced back real nice. Yeah. And then the CEPI token, the CFI token or whatever, their native swap token is, I don't know what was going on, but I think the price feeds were off. I think there was a bunch of problems with it, mm -hmm. but it's basically back to what it was. Now, that's interesting because you can now swap it out. So if you have any, you can sell it um, on, on the exchange. And then you can you can right. even take secret SCRT. You can bridge that in and out of, of secret, secret, and, and normal secret, which hopefully that makes sense. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's crazy, man. It's, it's really crazy. So hopefully they are on the right path. I think they are, but... We'll see what they announce this week at Mazari. I'm, I'm pretty keen to see if it's going to just be secret NFT stuff, which isn't, I, I'm not, it's cool, but doesn't really change much for me unless there's some other really cool project. I really hope there's something more than just NFT stuff they're going to announce. But I mean, you would think that like the, for the first time they're on the stage, you would hope that they're like, all right, everything's back online and they announce, you know what I mean? Like what they're planning on doing yeah. besides the projects and everything. But I mean, I'm looking at it and there's still 156 million market cap. So, I mean, that's hella low. Yeah. So yeah. you kind of expect things like coming, this, so. like I'd rather have this happen now than, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. Figure it out. Massive proportions. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking, my guess is they'll announce a date for like the Terra Bridge or something, but that's still not new. I, I They're really making it seem like yeah. something new and big, but this is what the teams always do. They always hype up stuff, and who knows how it's going to actually be, but with the Terra... Columbus 5 launch, which will add IBC to Terra. I mean, was that going live? And then you, if you get a Terra bridge to um, Secret, and I know IBC is coming to Secret as well. I mean, you're basically, we are very, very close to yeah. having an insane amount of liquidity eligible to join the Secret swap. So it's all like this yeah. inflection point for all these different projects. It's, yeah, it's, it's kind of like happening within the next before the end of the year so it'll be interesting to see if all that's priced in if, the, if it's a sell the news but I, I kind of feel like there's a lot of fundamental stuff happening that will actually create organic demand for the token as people want to buy it and move it around yeah yeah and i mean i feel like a lot of people just still don't really know about it you know what i mean they just haven't really heard about it because that's the thing. I was looking on my Twitter, and that's what uh, like I got notifications on for Secret, and that Coin Telegraph wrote about Luna, Secret, and HBAR, um, just for their smart contract capabilities and everything like that. So I mean, I'm seeing it more and more as the weeks go by, which is not you know a bad thing in any stretch of the stretch of the term. Yeah, no doubt. Did you happen to get anything on the Apollo DAO? No, no. And that's, I, I should have known better than 
to put my computer down after I couldn't figure it out for an hour and a half. I should have called one of you two because I didn't, as, as soon as the work week starts, I'm like in a different space in my brain. And, uh, just with all the baby shit we're getting ready for, I, I didn't have time to hop back on, but I do, me and you need, need to figure out at some point, not figure out, but I would appreciate if you would help me figure out the BSC, you know, wallet aspect of it because i was able to change so earlier i had that uh ust on my metamask and i swapped that out for uh some luna and then i bought some more adam but um so like you helped me there figuring out how to get it off of my ledger which i really appreciate but um i feel like i'm missing out on a bunch by not just i'm sure it's not you know, freaking brain surgery to figure out how to connect that BSC wallet, but I just haven't had any luck. Well, you're not missing out on much, I don't think. I mean, the Apollo, I think the Apollo DAO is pretty dope, but it's still, they're having their own issues with the vaults they're launching and people are getting instead, and it's it's been a rocky launch for those guys. They've lost a lot of, a lot of deposit value since the uh, initial launch last week, but, I mean, the stuff that they're doing yeah. with IBC going live on Terra on Secret, I mean, they're going to be able to have vaults there that are on a bunch of different other chains. Like pretty soon, you're basically just going to have a bunch of different projects all linked into each other, and the vault yields that you can earn are, are going to be like the amount of expertise required to, to start borrowing on one chain, and then then earning using what you're borrowing and earning it somewhere else like you're gonna the opportunities are only increasing at an exponential level so um i think it's going to be worthwhile having having a little exposure on something like that where they're they're this dow just controlling assets all over the place i see we got our boy we got our boy um yeah, I, I think mean, it's his first time on call in. It is, my friend. It is. There what is, is up, guys? What's up, buddy? Just, just hopped on. I heard you were talking about the ICM Apollo DAO. Yeah, you missed it. Yeah. We had a guy, uh, our, our friend, loyal, loyal viewer, Mike, was on earlier. He's really, really keen to, to learn more about Cosmos. But I told him, "Hey, our buddy's not." Would have loved to talk Cosmos. We'll get him. We'll have it. We'll have it again. We'll have it again. But yeah, man, I think you're our you're our resident expert on Cosmos. Well, I, so, I'm happy to hear that. I mean, it makes me feel good about it. But uh, but still, yeah, still a lot that I'm still <laughs> learning too. But definitely been a good week for them. Yeah, so, I mean, what's going on? There was something you mentioned about interchain security launching. Yep. I mean, for me, that's what's kind of fueling this run. I mean, maybe it is just kind of coincidence because you're starting to see a lot of these DEXs kind of have these runs. Um, Solana obviously had their run recently up to past 200 in, what, like a week? It was up from, I'd say, or maybe two weeks up from 60 up to over 200 on... I'm not even sure what news, but uh, but yeah. So I mean, Cosmos has been running up as well, and I think that's because of this, you know, this interchain security that they're talking about, um, which kind of gives 
the Adam a little more value. I think that was a lot, a lot of people's biggest reservation with Cosmos. Um, I don't think it was ever the Cosmos SDK, what, you know, what they're building the other dApps on. So I think they were always confident in that, in that they could, you know, build on the Cosmos chain, but they just didn't know if Adam really had value because it wasn't required to run a DEX on a Cosmos SDK. So really that's what I think this entertained security comes into play. It's giving Cosmos, you know, a reason. Now you can, these other, you know, layers on the Cosmos chain can can use the staked Atom to secure their own chain. Um, And that's now giving that Atom, you know, a little more value, which I think a lot of people are looking for. Yeah, because I know a big criticism was Cosmos versus Ethereum, like the way that value accrues to Ethereum is a little different because here on Cosmos, you could you basically have Atom itself competing with apps that are running off of the SDK in some instances. Like that's a possibility, right? And so yeah. So now is this interchain security related to the uh, what is it? Shared staking. So, I mean, I think it's more or less like you, you're just using the atoms that are staked to validate your transactions and therefore you're kind of using them to secure your network. So you're using the atoms to secure your chain. So instead of using, you know, your own to- token, you'd use the atom um, to kind of secure it. And at least that's my understanding. Yeah, of current. so that... Yeah, I think that's right. That's that's my understanding too. Is that I, I, this could be wrong, but you're basically allowing the resources of one validator working for Atom to tangentially and residually yep. be leased again, you know, derivative almost to to apps that are running on Cosmos, so to these other burgeoning, uh, these emerging ecosystem points projects and apps. That's my take on it. Yeah. I don't know I mean, the nuance. I think there's a little more, but. Yeah, it's interesting because obviously I'm I'm learning about this too. But from what I understand, you're essentially running two nodes. So you're running one node that's on the Cosmos chain and the one that's kind of on the, you know, let's say child chain or the secondary layer two, if you will. Um, And it uses basically IBC to basically track which validators are validating. And you basically have it on both chains. Um, And you're... You're basically the the one that's on the Cosmos chain is allowing you to produce blocks on the child chain. But again, I'm very much at the beginning of understanding how this truly works. I don't under I'm not quite sure if I fully understand the uh, parent child relationship of the nodes. But that's essentially the the general concept from a high level is that the atom will be used to secure their chain, um, as well as obviously the uh, Cosmos chain that it secures itself yeah the native so i just posted in our discord channel a report that i came across and it's titled the cosmos ecosystem has arrived it's a delphi digital report i don't know if you've seen that already it's from september 15th so it's only four days old but this is an institutional grade research report and you're gonna want to read it but i think you already you personally i think already are familiar with a bunch of this stuff, but it really helped me think through what we're talking about here in terms of catalysts coming up and then comparing osmosis to the gravity decks. I mean, it's it's really wild that you had basically all these all these app chains that were 
building on the SDK, and then you had IBC going live this year on some of these other projects, like Osmosis mainly, I guess. The, yeah. And that stands for connectivity, right? Inner blockchain connectivity. Yeah, essentially allowing the, the chains to communicate with each other, um, even beyond just, you know, Cosmos. Ideally, it'd be, you know, being able to communicate directly with, you know, Bitcoin and, and Ethereum and as old as Binance. Well, I mean, Binance is on well, the yeah, chain. Well, yeah, with the gravity bridge with, and with the, gra- with the gravity bridge coming, it's going to, I think it's going to bring a lot of new liquidity from Ethereum because of how much cheaper it is to do stuff on Cosmos. Yes. Yeah, and I don't know how much I don't know how much of that's getting priced in or not, but I I do think there's going to be organic demand for that for the token there. But it was interesting reading this report because it talks about how a lot of developers have been kind of playing wait and see for the IBC launch. You know, you have this inner internet of blockchain use case that has really proliferated around the the Cosmos story. But you have this inflection point really happening right now where these developers had been kind of waiting to see. They didn't want to risk their own project's security until they saw that this could actually work on a live mainnet. And I think, I think Osmosis has proven it out. Um, yeah. Other projects, it's only, according to this report, IBC is only on Acash and Osmosis, and that's it. I don't know if that's true or not, but I—I was—I'm—I believe there's a few more that have IBC enabled already. I would have to confirm that, but I—I I, I think a few of them do. Well, it's got a chart of six. It's got Acash, Terra, Vega, and Osmosis and Thorchain. And of the six, Osmosis and Acash yeah. are the only two with with live IBC. So these are all Tendermint projects, but right, and I. And maybe that is the case because I know there's a lot of these Cosmos projects that are looking to enable IBC, and then there's also Luna or Terra who's also trying to implement it as well. So I know those a lot of a lot of these you know projects are close, but yeah, you may be right. Maybe those are the only seven that actually have it currently. Well, they're not right. Those are the only two that are live with it, and then Terra goes live soon, and then Secret is supposed to go live this quarter. And then I'm also yeah. seeing in this report now that I reread it, the shared staking part where you have the Cosmos-based chains sourcing security from the Cosmos Hub validator set. That's that's not live yet. So um, <laughs> this is what's so crazy, right? When that stuff goes live, I mean, it, you have a whole new layer of, I shouldn't use the word layer, but you have a whole new element of value accrual to, to add on. So, right, it just and just adds so much liquidity to Adam, which I think it right now is the biggest thing. Is like I think once people start to use it because it's easier to to use, they'll understand why it's so important, or why I guess why I consider it such a better alternative to to Ethereum. You know, when you can make a transaction in ten seconds that costs you two cents instead of eating, you know, fifty, sixty, sometimes hundreds of dollars in gas fees just to get your money over into a wallet. So I mean. And Osmosis, Osmosis is a billion-dollar market cap. I don't know what the TVL is over there, but they're they're doing it for free. They're waiving gas fees, you yeah. know, for for a dex that has. I, I'm going to look up what the TVL is, but yeah, I was I was actually looking myself. I think right now it's at 520 million. Yeah, so it's a, it's a lot. It's it's not as big as the biggest, but it's still a lot, and you're able to just yeah. 
swap it around for free. So right, it's and, no joke. I mean, yeah, they started. I think June, end of June is when they pretty much went live. So yeah, and what I don't know is how they're. It's it's wild to me. They're a billion dollar market cap, and you can't even buy the token anywhere other than the the hub. I was just right. Dude, that well, that's and that's been amazing, right? Because like now you have all these people who their only access to the Osmosis hub is through either Cosmos or one of these other Cosmos related chains, you know, Acash, you know, Sentinel, Regen, all these other ones, you know, they're hard to get a hold of these other tokens anyway. So you're typically going to go through Cosmos. And that's, that's awesome for me, because that's what you want to see is that people are using the coin, whether it be, you know, for staking or just to, you know, transfer values into other DEXs like Osmosis, where they're going to put in an LP pool anyway. So to me, that's all a good stuff. And it's interesting, actually, now I bring up that we're talking about Osmosis, is Emrys. Um, I don't know if you guys have used Emrys at all, but for, for my basic usage of it, there's no reason to use it over Osmosis. Yeah, so, so Emrys, I've never used it. remind me, it's, it's, I have used it. I've looked at it. It's the, the official, quote-unquote, Cosmos Dex, right? It uses Atom as the gas. The native gas. Mm-hmm. I I do like the interface. I like that you can click into it and see the total value of your Kepler holdings because you've got ten different coins in Kepler that you have to click through to see what each one's worth. So I do yeah. like the UI, but yeah, it's this is kind of back to that criticism that people had was well, the the, the Osmosis Dex doesn't necessarily directly accrue value to to Adam. And that was a criticism, but at least what we can say is that there's a degree of friendliness and openness in the quote unquote community, right? There's no animosity between the, yeah. the Emirates people and the, the Osmosis people. So the coexistence is admirable. Hopefully that stays. Right. Well, and like um, by far and away, their largest liquidity pool is, you know, Adam Osmo. So like, you know, 200 million of their 500, however many millions, almost 50% is in Adam. And that's just Adam Osmo. There's still, you know, a couple other Adam pairings that are in the top 10. So at the same time, it, it's not paying Adam necessarily in gas fees, but in terms of actual Adam being used, there's a ton of it, you know, being put in these liquidity pools. So like you said, as long as they maintain a, a generally good relationship and it's not this you know, competition where one tries to put the other one out of business type thing. I, you know, I'm yeah. fine with either, but you know, Emirates at this point isn't even offering yields. Well, so, the value, the, va- the the example that comes to mind is like sushi swap versus Uniswap, right? The 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 vampire attack yep. that happened real early and just the animosity that you see it, people, and that's competition for you. I, I get it, but it, it's uh, it's a it's a smaller community i think here the number of projects actively deployed are just so much lower uh the numbers lower yeah so eventually that might get a little more dicey in terms of competitive nature but um i didn't want to mention what what i really like about these projects like acash in particular is what's happening on cosmos the use cases are so much different than a lot of things you see 
there's this real sense of innovation and potential for enterprise applications too. So that's one thing I've been saying a lot to people I know in real life, and I actually just got into it with my boss about uh, crypto um, last week when I was hanging out with him. Like he, I never talked with him about this stuff, but it came up. Um, he's a traditional finance guy. He made a ton of money doing that. But I was saying, hey, there's stuff happening that the media is not talking about because it's too complicated for a soundbite or a headline. Stuff that's happening in the Cosmos yeah. ecosystem where you have something like Acash or Secret Swap or Osmosis, I mean, all this stuff, there's, there's real use cases here to just look at through a startup lens. And, you know, Helium, of course, is one as well. But there's all these things that have enterprise applications that if you take a small amount of time to learn, um, now it's not something that you might pick up quickly, but what I was try, trying to tell him was that it's not all scams, it's not all craziness. There's there's real stuff here if you if you take the time to look. Yeah, communicating to people that there's extrinsic value be in in these cryptocurrencies sometimes is hard, and that's something I've really tried to to work on when I'm explaining it to people is for, for things like helium or a cash or, you know, any of these other, you know, I guess cryptos that have actual outside use, there is a little more value than per se, you know, Bitcoin, which is a store of value. I mean, you're with, with a cash, you're, you're using, you know, extra bandwidth essentially to your extra computing power to basically run a server, right? Like you're helping provide, other people with something they need similar to helium you're providing a network for other people to use so people are purchasing these data credits you know or burn helium to purchase these data credits and actually use them you know there's enterprise use for this a company could use helium as a way to you know find better ways or cheaper ways to you know check how stuff's going on in a farm for example is one big example i've seen from helium is you know, all this equipment now is very high tech out in these farms and you need to be able to communicate with them at all times. Well, a cheap way to do it is through, you know, low, low Wi-Fi, you know, connections like Helium. So it's much cheaper for them than building this giant infrastructure, you know, to have this Internet way on these fields rather than they can just use these Helium hotspots uh, to connect and communicate with these devices way on these fields. That's something you can actually see being used in the real yeah. world. That's not just like, you know, a Bitcoin that's sitting in a heart, you know, a cold storage wallet. Now, I believe in a lot of those type of coins do have value, but these have something that other people who maybe aren't fully committed or fully believe in cryptocurrency gives them real world, real world, tangible, you know, things that they can apply this to and say, okay, now I see what I'm paying for. And that's big, but it's still hard to explain. I'm trying to explain it to you now. And I, it, it is a hard thing to explain to people. Because it's not a very easy, you know, concept. Yeah, and I think Helium, while it's not a Cosmos project, but the idea being it's easier to understand the value when there's like this device that you put out, right? The little hardware piece right. to it. I think that makes it a lot easier to explain. And the, the next iteration is saying, okay, look at look at the revenue that a DEX makes in terms of trading fees and the, the spread that they're earning between letting users transact and executing a transaction or perhaps a DAO like 
hollowed out, if, if they're going to be earning yield on their LP deposits. I mean, you, you have ways of drawing this forward where you explain how they make actual revenue and how these organizations actually create revenue generation through blockchain activity. And there's, mm -hmm. there's super scammy stuff going on, of course, where there's Ponzi-nomics and pumpamentals and stuff that doesn't make any sense and it's, it's ludicrous. But if you yep. filter that out and don't pay too much attention to, to the pump and dumps and you try to find this real value, and it doesn't have to have a hardware component like Acash or Helium to, to have real value, but that's just an easy way to get people in. But yeah, the 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 uh, cash flow generation, typical stuff that you, you look for as an investor in a business, I mean, that's all here. So yeah. having, having an actual business and use case definitely makes it easier to sell to people. Um, but, but then again, I think a lot of these are going to have real world use cases you know, in the future. And that's, and that's the thing that we have to consider is that not everyone's going to necessarily believe in it right now. Um, but eventually they, they probably will. And that's when we'll see the real value. But even so, we still have a lot of good things ahead with Cosmos and just the, the cryptocurrency world in general. It's seeming to gain a lot of steam right now. And unlike a lot of other of the, the bull cycles, it seems like it's getting to more mainstream to the point where you start to hear other people talk about it openly. Um, kind of losing as taboo almost, which is something you really like to see. So I'm hoping we won't see one of these huge kind of drawback, you know, corrections that we've seen in the past after these these bull runs. Um, but but I guess that's still still to be seen. Yeah, it's wild when people something like a cash that you can't buy on Coinbase or Finance or wherever most people have been trading, and people have heard about it. I mean, I was on. Um, John's podcast this morning and he knew all about it. So he's already looked at it and it's, it's just really cool that there's these purely decentralized listed. I think a cash is on a couple lower grade exchanges. Um, I know they're on Bittrex. I'm not calling them lower grade, but they're just lower volume there and one or two others, but like the main place people are buying these are on DEXs. So, um, you know, those are a couple of Cosmos projects. Now, aside from a cash, Sentinel, Osmosis, Cosmos, and Secret Network. Are there any other projects that you've been looking at? Um, because I'm a little bit, um, it's good that there's a small universe of selectable projects, but I am trying to find like a new pipeline. I'm, I'm keen to dig in on some new, some new projects that, that look promising. Um, so definitely want to know if where to even hunt for those because Kepler Wallet, while all these products look good, there's only like 10 to 15. Silence. I did not realize I was on mute, unfortunately, or else I would have, you'd have realized I've been talking. So it's a, don't worry about that. Um, but yeah, there's a few different ones that I like on the Cosmos network. And, and the thing is, it is hard to find them because they're not really out there because the Cosmos network is not that well-known yet. Um, but there are a bunch of cool projects still on it. I mean, I, one I really like is DVPN is the symbol. Um, it's called the Sentinel network. And it's, you know, again, just a decentralized VPN, something that 
I think a ton of people would like to have. I mean, everyone wants privacy on their internet. They use VPNs all the time and it's run by one company who owns all the servers and, you know, they control all the information and when it goes up and down. So when the network's up and down, I should say. So, you know, people have VPNs, but they're not really in full control, right? They're still relying on a third party to keep their information safe and, and encrypted. So now we're getting back to the whole decentralized thing where I think a lot of people really do want decentralization in almost everything, if possible. And DV, DVPN provides that for VPN networks. Now, I mean, how I do not currently use it, so I can't speak to how it actually um, operates. It's something I've actually been meaning to try out. Um, but I do hold a small position in it just because I, I love the idea of a decentralized VPN network. And I, and I know that the first one on the Cosmos network um, so that kind of first movers advantage is something I like uh, about them. But obviously, do you have to do a lot of research before you put any money in there. But I really do like that project as a as a kind of a lesser known one on on the Cosmos network. And that one's I'd have to look, but I bet you that one's closer to 150 million market cap. So it is not a very you know big project at this point. Um, Max, is that the one you brought up to me like two or three months ago or two or three? It was probably yeah, a couple months ago, but yes. I think there was some news because you brought that up and then like two or three weeks after that, I want to say it was something in Europe where like some big VPN, you know, provider or whatever gave information to some government or some shit. I swear to God, it was in Europe. I'm trying to look for the article. No, I actually know. I do know what you're talking about. Proton. Um, I I don't know exactly what it was. It was was Proton VPN. Yeah. Yeah. Proton VPN gave, uh, they complied. So it's, it's understandable. They complied complied with the Swiss law order or something. And they, they gave a bunch of. Fuck it. You got to go down with the ship. The French language. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that's that's it, right? They 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 definitely have had a PR fiasco around that. But the good news is if you theoretically if you had a decentralized VPN like like DVPN Sentinel theoretically if it worked as intended, that would not be possible. There would be no central person. Yeah, I was about to say. Yeah, that can't happen. That's exactly there is no one to go after. Um which makes it, you know, that's kind of the whole point, I guess, in that sense, right? Like a, the government can't come after you and say, hey, give me that information that you want private because there's no one to go after to get it. Yeah, and they can try to go after the network, but right. you can't shut. You know you'd what I mean? You'd have to control 51% of the the network and then you'd have to reconfigure it to, you know, decrypt everything going through the network. I mean, I have no idea how that would work, but I would imagine that's not easy to do. Or even possible on Cosmos. I don't even think it's. Po- I don't even think it's possible. I think you you'd be able to do a fifty-one percent. I don't know if that how that risk applies to Cosmos personally, but even if you could somehow take control of the network, if you controlled the validators, I think that's what you'd have to do here. In the Tendermint mm-hmm. style, I think you have to basically control the governance of the validators. There's no, I don't think there's a decryption key that lets you view history, although I, I don't know. I, I should toy around with the tool of myself. I, I am really interested in the project, but I've never actually used the VPN like you, you've also highlighted. So I got to give it a shot. Um, I know there's another yeah. one, Altermail runs on SecretSwap or on the secret network. They're a DAP. 
that's going to run on, on secret. Have you looked at that? I don't know if it's going to be token-based, but the... Uh, no, I, I'm, I'm not. I haven't even heard of that, but sounds like a good idea. Yeah, it's a dApp. It's going to be for emailing. So what I think you, it's called Alter Mail. What is it? But it's, I don't know if they're going to have their own token for it. If you go in the secret uh, or the secret network Discord, there's a channel under dApps. So it's a dApp. It's, it's an app that's going to be powered by the secret network, um, secured by it. And so the idea is, I think you have the the email encryption that's running on on this other network, um, similar to DVPN, but uh, probably a little different because I, I don't know if there's tokenomics how those work. But I'm super interested in this use case, right? Because you have previously Proton Mail. Proton VPN. People understood that they would likely have to give up information that they retained. I think that was. I think most people understood that would be happening. Um, I mean, I wasn't too surprised to see what happened happened with them. It was alarming, though. I, I did kind of have a a little hope that they wouldn't be rolling over for for requests right. and stuff. Right release that quick like you got to go to court at least yeah i don't think they really care <laughs> yeah no they take the well good stuff yeah um i mean shoot we've been talking for almost an hour now um i don't have much more to, to go over this has been pretty fun i wish you could have talked yeah. to our, our friend mike earlier but we'll get him back in here i was just glad to, to keep yeah. the streak alive um yeah, well, right now Cosmos is, Cosmos is up about uh, what, like thirty percent over the last couple of weeks. So we'll check in next week, see where we're at. Hopefully, we're pushing over fifty by that time. But uh, but yeah, hopefully next week we we can come. Uh, maybe me and you and, Bro, and for real, uh, Mike can meet up and just kind of get a little agenda or, or something to go over for next week so we can kind of dig into a couple of topics. I'm sure there's a few different things we could kind of get into with either Cosmos or just some of these projects. Yeah, I'd really love to take a deeper dive on some of the, I would love the node, how the nodes work and how the validators work and, and setting some of that stuff up because I'm, as you guys know, keen to start validating some networks, but that yep. could be a topic. Otherwise, Terra has a ton of stuff going on. I, I think we covered yeah. that last week, but... Um, I do, and I do want to talk interchange security. I'll have to. I just want to go back and kind of write some things down because I know there's a few other things I want to talk about um, that really are like big to the whole reason why Cosmos I think is making this run and it, and is going to continue to make this run, in my opinion, for a while. Because as we both all kind of known, they've been undervalued, um, and even at 10 billion market cap, I think they're still pretty undervalued. So. I think there's still a long way to run with this with this project and i think uh interchange security is a first big step that we've taken so it was really nice to see yeah it's super exciting all right lads i definitely have to dig into it yeah next week yeah i'll catch you guys later on the discord sounds good boys i'll come back ready ready to go cool <laughs> uh all right take it easy guys bye